she take my money well I'm in need yes she's a trifling friend indeed oh she's a gold digger way over town that digs on me Saying she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke, broke. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Hey y'all. This is Mike and Sabrina back with very questionable music choices. Yeah, um, I'm busting it up in here. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so he picked that one also. Um, and let me go ahead and just, just get this out here. Um, I'm not a gold digger. I wish I was a gold digger because that would mean he had gold to be dug, but that is not That's the right. case. That was just a popular yeah. song at the time period that we're going to talk about tonight. So That's right. there you go. Yes, okay, 2005. So, 2005. So we decided that we were going to finish up with um, leaving the military, leaving the, leaving Germany, and coming into civilian life. So, Mike, I'll let you go ahead and get us started. So, yeah, 2005, I guess you could say, out of the military, the last thing I think we talked about was when the parents came over, which was a really cool experience because they got to be a part of it, and that was great. So, I had acquired a a bunch of days that I did not take on leave because I did not take that when the rest of the company took theirs or the battalion when we got back from Iraq. So, man, I had like, I think it was like two months worth of days built up. So I'm actually supposed to get out of my contract or my contract supposed to end in August. I think it was August 5th or August 7th of 2005. And we come home like, I think it's like in the May because here's one thing I remember from 2005 when we got back is that your mom had a broken leg or a broken ankle. Yeah, she, she broke had. her ankle the day before they were supposed to come mm-hmm. pick us up from the airport and had to have surgery. And so they had this whole big thing planned because we were coming home and like all all of our friends all our family everybody was gonna come to the airport and surprise us well then my mom like had to go be dramatic and like break her leg and stuff and totally shot that out of the water but anyway no she really she she fell um going to like a spiral break it was it was bad it was bad it was like a compound fracture went through the skin it was just it was really bad so anyway so i didn't know any of that had happened because we were in the process of flying home at the time and get home. And there is one person at the airport. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> we yep. were like, welcome home. This yep. is it. That so was mom, I guess. Yeah, it was your mom. Mm-hmm. And so we came home and we started life very awkwardly, I might say, because it was. You know, I mean, any of you that have transitioned from military life, we had we had a, a brief military life, but I mean, that was our life. That was all we had known since we were married, and so we tra- we're transitioning back to civilian life, and you know, kind of trying to like pick back up with our old friend groups, and you know, it was just it was different. I mean, it was just it was just different. It wasn't bad. It was just 
it was just different. We had just changed a lot. And I mean, like they obviously had grown and changed quite a bit since we, you know, while we were gone. What are you giggling about? Oh man. He said bad, you know, not bad changes or bad situation. We, I found myself in a couple. If you uh, remember correctly, we get home. And I think one of the first places we go with your brother uh, we go to the mall. This is when the mall was still big back then, I guess. It was kind of the ending phase of the malls. But we went and oh, we're walking. Thing. I don't think the well, mall's like sort of, but it's, You know, it's just not as cool as it was, you know, especially back in the day. Of mall you don't go. You don't think it's cool because you don't go. The well, mall's I mean, still cool. No, I don't anymore, but I used to. But now mall rats was, you know, huge back in the 90s that I remember. And that's when the malls were, that was a huge deal. But anyway. Anyway. Um, we go to the mall and <laughs> we're walking down the middle of the mall there. And all of a sudden we get stopped by this guy and I'm sitting in there talking to him. And I, I guess we had about a five minute conversation At and least. after we, yeah, after we leave, you were like, you don't even know who that was. And I was like, I sure don't. She said, I can see it in your eyes. And I did not, I partied with this guy for you know, a couple of years. He was from Belmont. I think his name was Blake Parker, if I'm not mistaken, now, which is crazy that I can remember that now. And then not back then, it had only yeah, been three years. That is crazy. So, so. I, yeah, I, now, now listen, I may, I may blame this on some of the deployment and some of the uh, psychological effects it has on a person. Now that I start thinking yeah, about that's it, I don't not know true. why. That, that's not true. I was, well, I mean, it's crazy that 20 years down the road, I can still one. remember this guy. I'm calling you on that one because you did that mess when we were dating. So we're like, oh. I'm calling you on that one. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you, it was that was crazy. I was just like, I could not believe I couldn't remember that guy's name. And I was just, you know, I was just standing there like, yeah, dude. And he was just, you know, talking away. <clears throat> and then not long after that, we go eat at a place called Mr. J's, which is a pizza parlor in Red Bay, Alabama. Like the local... Yes, and I had dated this girl in the past years and years, you know, for years ago, but she comes up as a waitress and was just kind of like, you know, hey, hey, how's it going? Been a long time. I was like, yeah, I said, you know, how how are you doing? And once again, there I am forgetting her name. And I believe she asked me, she was like, do you, I think, I guess she saw it in my eyes or something, but she was kind of like, do you, do you know who I am? Or do you know my name? Or something got brought up like that. And I was like, Hey, don't hide it. Well, y'all. No, apparently not. But I was kind of like, you don't, I forget what name I called her, but it was way off. It was faith. It was actually faith. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's bad. But anyway, yeah. So I feel bad. Was it, was it the deployment? I'm just going to say. Oh, man. Well, that's, it's that's crazy really that I can remember it 20 years down the road. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, that was <clears throat> that was some bad stuff. So, yeah, we had some bad situations of coming back and me not knowing people that I had only, you know, not seen three and a half years prior. So, anyway, that was kind of odd for me. I did have some odd moments during that time. But, but yeah, getting back and, and then going to a, a, a football game, we got, you know, that was in the fall. So, I got I got two months almost before I my contract actually came up in August, so I I think I rode with your mother on the mail route after she had had her. Uh, yeah, he delivered leg. packages for my mom, drove the mail car, and yeah, she was having uh, delivered packages because she couldn't get out of the car. So he did that, which was 
actually, I mean, perfect timing for something crappy like that. So he was available mm-hmm. to help her. Oh, yeah. We were moving in. Rehabbing. And we were getting um, all of our household goods sent over. I remember our carport. I can still picture our carport um, with all the tall cardboard boxes sitting in the carport for us to unpack all of our stuff that came from Germany. I mean, which wasn't a lot, but it, that's it looked like we didn't a have lot. Much. We didn't have much stuff. Um, yeah, so, yeah I talked remember. about, like, we, we came home, and he was trying to figure out what he was going to do. He was going to get a job, and I was going back mm-hmm. to school because I had waited and waited and waited about going to school. And so I was finally getting to go to school. So I had been accepted in the dental hygiene program. And shabam, I found out I was pregnant with little Evie Boo. And mm-hmm. I was so upset. I was so <laughs> upset. I was. I'm not going to lie. I was very upset. Um, I just, it was just, to me, it was just bad timing for me. Just, it wasn't something that we had planned. And, but it worked out good. And. I was pregnant my first year of school with her, um, and then I had a newborn my second year of school with her, and um, and it and it she just went right with me, and it yeah. just, it worked out fine. And um, Mike got a job at Tiffin Motorhomes in Red Bay, Alabama, working Tiffins. like like on an assembly line at a factory, and um, he just he did the same thing every day and I mean it was a good job it paid I mean like he had great insurance which is something that I I lament over now so bad but (laughs) but yeah he had great insurance and I mean it was just a job it was just a regular job just go to work come home that was it and we um after I graduated school and started working um I encouraged him since he had GI Bill and, you know, we were young and I felt like, you know, that was the time to do it. If he was ever going to, we don't want to do anything else, want to, you know, learn how to do like a trade or, or go to college or do something else other than just, you know, just a regular job. And so he did go back to school and he chose occupational therapy assisting. And he took that at um, ICC at Owamba Community College in Fulton. Tupelo. Oh, you went to the Tupelo campus, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Tupelo. Okay, so they have two campuses. I'm sorry. So mm-hmm. he went to the to the Tupelo Mississippi campus and graduated from OTA school and worked as an OTA for nine years. Nine years, I did. And then went back to school. Um, I'm getting a little ahead, but I'll just give a synopsis he went back to school after nine years and became an occupational therapist and went to school at Belmont Yay. University in Nashville and we've already told those stories but oh yeah I do I do have I do have a funny story that I wanted to tell I tell the story every single year and it brings me the most joy and it gets me so tickled every time I tell the story oh, um, but it's great and I will tell it every year it's just it's a, the best story so, in light of this past weekend, we celebrated Easter, um, and I love Easter. Like, I love, I love Easter. <laughs> Not yet. So, I love Easter, and, like, I, <laughs> my daughter, um, our daughter, she was born on April 7th, and our son, he was born on April 3rd, so they're kind of Easter babies. Um, it's usually like the weekend of their birthday or the weekend right before, or right after their birthday. So 
the year that E turned seven, um, will forever be called. We, we're big Friends fans, like we always were, like in Germany, like we've always loved Friends, the TV oh, show yeah. Friends. I think I told y'all that we named our, our we had a Boston Terrier, we named her Phoebe because the Phoebe on Friends. But anyway, um, so we called this Easter. We it will forever be known as the one with the pig. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mike works at a nursing home in Fulton, Mississippi. Okay. On the side of the road in Fulton, Mississippi. And for none of you know where Fulton, Mississippi is. But if you want a good giggle, um, like Google it. Like look at it on Google Maps. You know, look at the, just, just, just look at just look at it. And you'll, you'll further appreciate this story if you do that. So Fulton, Mississippi. So on the corner of, what is that? It, there's a church on one side of the road. There's a steakhouse, on, and I use the word steakhouse very loosely, on across the road, across the other side of the road. And then, like, it's like a National Guard. Uh, no, it's a National Guard building. So you've mm-hmm. got a church, a National Guard building, and a, air quote, steakhouse. Okay. In the parking lot of the National Guard building, there are some folks that set up what I call a perpetual yard sale. Um, there's all mess of crap out there all the time. Um, just random. You never know. Like, I mean, if you feel like digging through a bunch of stuff on the side of the road with a guy that has three teeth and a rebel flag hanging up, I mean, then, <laughs> then I mean, this is, this is your, your fella right here. Very interesting fella. So his uh, family, nice page, his family was there with him that day, and Mike and Eve were having a daddy-daughter day. So they randomly stop. I forget what all they had out there that day, and they see a pen. I don't, I, I don't understand like what the draw was to this, but some lady that that Mike worked with told him that this man had miniature pigs. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so my daughter. Ever the animal lover, like her mama, she wants to see the pigs. So Mike takes her to see the pigs on the side of the road with this shady gentleman. So they pull up there. The next thing I know, I get a picture of my sweet little seven-year-old baby girl holding a tiny little black pig. (laughs) Cuddling it like a Mm -mm. chocolate lab. So I said, what the crap? What are y'all doing? And he was like, well, you got a pig. I said, no. I said, no. We, we, okay, we live in the middle of town, y'all. Mm-hmm. We live in city limits, right in, in a subdivision in the middle of town. So for, for any of y'all that do not live in a in such a situation, um, it is generally frowned upon to have farm animals um, in the middle of a subdivision in, in city limits. So, just throwing mm. that out there. Um, we have quite a few neighbors, see, that kind of butt up next to us. So, we share common space. Oh, yeah. They're like 10, 15 yards away. Yeah. So, anyway. So, they bring this this little black pig home. And it's and all the rest of the pigs, like, there were, this was the, this was the runt of the litter. She obviously wanted the tiniest one. And mm-hmm. he showed me the picture. And some of them were, like, these little fat, little pink farm looking pigs and this one was microscopic i mean it was it looked like a rat 
So there he was. left his pig home. And I'm like, <laughs> what the crap are we going to do for this pig? Like, where are we going to put it? Okay. Days go by. We named the pig Benny. Benny is staying. We named the pig Benny. We, right. had a, we had a dog pen <laughs> for this pig. We kept this pig in the house. Okay. Um, that was, it, I, was, it was as big as the palm of my hand. And this man tells <laughs> Mike that this is a miniature pig. Okay, I'm just going to interject. There is no such thing as a miniature pig. There are baby pigs, and then there are hogs. Okay? Just, that is a fact. You can Google that, too. People claim there's miniature pigs, but there ain't. They just don't feed them as much. There's a baby pig, and there's a hog. Okay. <laughs> So he brings this little baby pig home. We are tending to the pig. Like, my mom is having to come by. She's our mail carrier. And so she's having to come by and, like, take this pig and take it outside like a dog. And she's like, no, I didn't really sign up for pig duty. Oh, my goodness. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. Mom was having to come by and tend to the pig while we were at work. So anyway, we had a dog pen for this little pig. And we had put it out in the little dog pen. And, it, you know, it would run around and. It was fast as you've heard this saying, fast as a little grease pig. Well, this pig, he was just like lightning. I mean, he could move like you can't mm-hmm. imagine. Well, after we'd had this little pig a couple of days, I noticed, we, I don't know if we didn't have him a week, but I noticed that Benny seemed to be on the decline. He was getting kind of lethargic and like he actually <laughs> felt cold to the touch. And I kept saying, I don't think Benny's doing real well. <laughs> like, I think, I think Benny's going down on us. I mean, I think he is, he is rapidly declining. So we, we did some research, you know, Benny's, you know, he's, he's just, he's declining. So my daughter's obsessed with this pig. And then my son, he was like 18 months old. No, no, no. He was three. He was three. Titus was three because he was seven, something like that. And mm-hmm. so Easter Sunday morning. Mike and I had been up all night long um, with this pig in the bathtub in warm water on a heat blanket under a heat lamp, doing all the things trying to get this pig, everything but CPR trying to get this pig to stay alive. Well, he started getting stiff and he just, Benny passed. He was an unfortunate demise, but he passed in the middle of the night. So, you know, the Easter Bunny was coming and I did not want to, uh, Ruin the morning for the kids because we got a seven-year-old and a three-year-old that's super pumped about their little treats in here and all their candy and all that. So we were going to try to hurry up and go outside and bury this pig before my kids get up on Easter morning. So we go out there and it's about say seven, seven about six thirty in the morning. Yeah, so it's about six thirty, like seven that. in the morning. It's still early. So Mike goes outside. He's wearing a, a a robe, a pair of boxer shorts, and yeah, I got a blue, some navy blue like, robe. And some like waiter boots. Okay, he's outside. He he. Well, they were easy to slip on. I needed something quick to. We slip. were trying to hurry. <laughs> we were trying to hurry. So he goes outside mm-hmm. and digs one like hits one shovel full, tosses it to the side, then he digs again, and I hear. Mike hit a gas line oh, it, in our backyard. Oh, it was more like a, let me step it. <laughs> That's what it was right there. It was, it it dirt was, it was crazy. Up. And so he starts shoveling dirt back a, on top of it like that's just going to help something. So 
We had called the city. Yeah, stop. We called the city. Yeah. I, we, have, we, have, we have one acre. Our backyard is one acre. Or our whole yard is one acre. I have all the one acre yard. He hit a gas line on Easter Sunday morning. So three we had quarter, called the Three city. quarter inch pop, guys. We had to call the city and get them to come and shut off the gas line. So nobody in our neighborhood that had uh, gas hot water had hot water for Easter Sunday morning while we buried mm. our little pig. So that Easter, I bring it up every single year as a reminder to all parties involved that uh, pigs are not for the stampers. We, we, are, we are not meant to have pigs. So I call this man that we got the pig from, and my daughter's devastated. She's devastated. Her pig's dead. So I call this man, and, and Mike had paid like $250 for this pig, okay? And I called him, and I said, you owe me a pig. That's a pig. I said, you owe me a pig. And so I said, I got a little girl here that is bawling her eyes out. And he was like, well, you know, evidently the pig was taken away from its mom too too soon. And if a pig gets cold, mm-hmm. supposedly, I guess you cannot warm them back up. So that, that So if you decide to get a pig... Keep it under his mama for a while, because if it gets cold, he gone. He gone. <laughs> so I called this there man. I said, I said, you owe me a pig. So I came home from work <laughs> the next day. I drove up in my driveway <laughs> in the middle of Shady Cove subdivision in the middle of <laughs> Belmont. <laughs> I saw. I, I couldn't believe what I saw. Pull up, and I looked straight into my backyard. Like when I pulled down the driveway, and there was a very large pen in my backyard, and there was there was a hog. There <laughs> was, was a hog in my backyard, and they had deposited Gee, this said I hog. I think when Susie, Susie, every animal we've had just about it's been named Susie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So um, he had <laughs> deposited this hog in my backyard. And it had been there, and it had done, y'all had to wallered up, like, mud in the yard, like, dug up my grass, rooted, and was wallering out there. And there was flies, and it smelled like a barnyard when I got out of my car. And I told my, I said, this cannot happen. Like, our neighbors are going to lose it. This cannot happen. We cannot have this hog. I said, what is that? I said, that is not a miniature pig. That is a farm hog. Like, it's ready for slaughter. Yeah. I mean, it's a hog. <laughs> so, my daughter was all getting in the pen with this pig and petting it and just loved it. Loved the pig. Loved it. Named it Susie. I mean, it was just. So, I called the guy and I'm like, I can't have this hog in my backyard. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. He was like, well, I don't have any more of the little ones. And I'm like, well, I, we can't have this. So, he comes to repossess the pig. And when he does, he brings all of his uh, family members down, and they get out to get the pig. My daughter's outside, and they told her that they were going to make bacon out of the pig, which was just very traumatic. It was very, very traumatic. So, yeah. If you you ever decide that you think you might want a pig, um, I'm going to give you my cell phone number in case y'all want to talk. You message me, and I will give you my, my cell phone number, and we will talk in great detail about why you should not get a pig unless you, in fact, do have a farm. So, there's my, there's my Listen, man, that, I, that was a great, 
That was a great time. I, I had a good intentions. I really did over that. I mean, I was going to get her that. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that I did is that I had read, and you can Google this, but at that time, I mean, they said that, you know, pigs were like the third smartest animal in the world. They were easy to train. And I had watched some YouTube videos. So I was like, <laughs> I want to get that for it. You cool. know, if you so said that, you know, I mean, you know, if well, you said that. I mean, it, one of the things, the things that you would do for a kid. And so I that out that man I, I thought well, we can try we can have a little pig in the hat which most people don't so yeah that's what there's a reason why most people do not have pigs like, in the house now well yeah well yeah i guess you're right but anyway that guy was like listen <laughs> whatever you do when you take it out when you use the restroom he said be careful because they're you know they're fast and i said oh, all right i was kind of okay whatever you know i guess they're pretty fast for him so I'm thinking, all right, cool. So we actually got this little pig on the leash when I take it out to live. And uh, it's late at night one night after we had it for a couple of nights. And I was like, listen, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not, I just don't feel like putting a leash on it. So I just thought, I'm just going to set it down. And once it gets done doing this thing, I'm going to go and grab it up real quick. So I'll go out front of the house on the um, walkway there. <clears throat> And so I set little Benny down. I'm like, all right, you know, go go do your thing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this thing takes about six quick steps. It's quick. You know, pigs look like they're walking on a little hill anyways. And this is insane about how fast this pig is. That's it's true. unreal. That's true. It's really fast. So this thing just this thing just just burst and I said, uh oh. All of a sudden, the thing takes off. I'm running around trying to, like, guard it to, to push it towards the house. It's dark outside. It's a black pig. And I thought, if the thing gets out back, it's gone. I mean, it's a goner. Yeah. It's done. He really so I'm yelling at How Sabrina. I'm yelling at the kids. Yeah. So I'm yelling. Yeah, I'm, like, yelling at y'all. Hey, you know, get out of here. Get out of here. Get this. Got to get this pig. So I finally you know, kind of get it into the, um, get it blocked off into the uh, carport. And we got our Yukon in there. And then, so the pig goes up and under the Yukon. Y'all come out. You're like, what is going on? I'm like, hey, this little pig, man, it's up and under the Yukon. And we got to get this thing before it runs off because I'm not going to be, I can't I'll catch it. So y'all bring out, so bring me out a flashlight. So we brought out a flashlight. And I kid you not, man, it was crazy what that pig did after all that that we had been trying. I bet we've been out there 10 minutes trying to get it to come to us and just sit there. It just sit there right in the middle underneath so the Yukon. Crazy. I got to say, it, was, it, it, it was crazy. That thing freaked me out. It had the weirdest look in its eyes. I mean, it was very, it, it, that, that pig was evil. I, I just, I was not into the pig. Are I'm an animal lover. I'm an animal lover. Flashlight. That's it. I didn't know that. So I just flipped on the flashlight. It, I'm telling you, it gave me an right. evil look out there. I'm telling you, under them shells, that thing gave me an evil look. <laughs> anyway, so that's our pig story. Oh, that's our, that's our, I, wanted to, I wanted to open, since it was Easter weekend, I wanted to open with a, with a family Easter story. So there you go. Listen, when them guys got there, I was just kind of like that morning. I'm standing out there. I look like the guy off of, uh, what's Christmas it called? Um, yeah. Christmas he's, vacation. He's I look like Uncle Eddie out there. Yeah, I'm Uncle Eddie out there. And I've got this uh, <laughs> shovel in my hand. They pull up in their little service city service truck, and they're like, what's going on? Like, guys, I'm sorry, man. The brain go out here. But <laughs> out of this yard, this backyard, this big backyard of ours, I mean, you know, kind of big, I was trying to find a nice 
shady spot for it. So I was going to put it under this one tree. And I kid you not, out of the whole backyard, a three-quarter inch pipe that runs through our backyard. I mean, listen, if I would have been, if I'd have been, well, you know, two inches over to the right, two inches over to the left and started digging, it would have been fine. But nope, right there out of the whole yard. You know how natural gas smells. It stinks, man. So I'm embarrassed. So I throw the uh, dirt back over it. But when they get there, it's like, guys, I'm sorry. Um, I was just trying to do something good for sweet for my kid, and the pig died on me. So anyway, it didn't take them just a few minutes to fix it. But it was a bad, it was a bad situation. It was embarrassing. But anyway, there's your. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah so Easter there's story. our there's our Easter story. Um, Never forget it. You know, I mean, like. There are things that are pretty much typical for our family. I mean, like, I tell the stories <laughs> at work, and people are like, you know, I'm like, people that know me, they're not even surprised anymore. It's just like, you know, <laughs> well, there, you there you go. I mean, Stanford's Clampets. I mean, no different. No different. <laughs> so, anyway, so, yeah, so we come home from Germany, and I'm I'm unknowingly pregnant with Eve. We have her. Do, do Everybody gets through school. Um, actually, when Mike went to OTA school, I, I was pregnant with Titus. And um, then when he decided to, um, I reckon every time we go to school, so, you know, that's when we decide is the right time to have children. We think, you know, we don't have enough stress in our lives. We should, you know, spring should get knocked up. That'd, that'd, make, yeah. it, that'd make it a whole lot easier. Just do everything backwards. Yeah that's, yeah, that's how we like to do things, you know, and just make it as hard as possible. But, you know, you live and learn. But anyway, so, um, okay, so then we, um, I guess our story, I kind of alluded to it just a little bit um, about, um, on the first episode, I kind of jumped ahead of the head of the game a little bit, but um, yeah, a, a lot of people I've heard all our, our marriage and our relationship talk about, you know, oh, Mike and Sabrina, they're this, oh, Mike and Sabrina, they're that, and had this ideal of us in their mind, and Obviously, for years, I loved that. I loved that we were, like, the golden couple. We were, you know, everybody thought we were perfect, and we weren't, but nobody knew it, and so I played the part, and, I mean, not that things were just, things weren't bad. It's just that we were not what everybody thought we were. I mean, we were, we were regular. We were regular, you know. Um, yeah. We had some pretty mind, bad we had some pretty bad, pretty bad arguments back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most everybody does. I don't, I don't think that everybody talks about it and admits it. Um, but I think, I think everybody does. Um, some obviously worse than others, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I played the part, and you can ask any of my my friends or any of the people that I worked with. I literally never said a bad word about him. Literally, and that's, I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I didn't paint a realistic picture of him. You know, I mean, he was perfect in every way, treated me like a princess, toted me around on this little pretty pillow, and, and he was just, he was just amazing. He was just a dream, dream boat man, and so all my friends, you know, they were like, you know, jealous of our relationship and everything but it wasn't real I mean we, we were just mm. we were regular and I'll be honest in my mind you know 
I would tell, I would, you know, I told all the good things he did. It wasn't like I was making things up, but I told all the, only the good things. I never said anything about anything negative. And um, so in my mind, you know, I dwelled on that all day. And then I would come home and he had the nerve to be like a regular human being. And, and I was disappointed, you know. I mean, I, I was disappointed. It just wasn't what I had, you know, built up in my mind all day. And and I think um, Mike had a lot of immaturity on his part. And oh, yeah. he had a really hard time letting go. Of, like, I, and it was really after we had children. Um he loved our kids, but he was, he was not a great dad. He, at that time, he was not. Now, now, I don't know many better. But at the time, he, he was not. Um, he wanted to play with them and do the fun things with them. But he didn't want to do any of the hard things. Um, Eve was a terrible baby. She cried. If he was awake, she was crying for nine months. Um, she was horrible. And I was in school studying for boards and I mean he didn't think he had to do anything with with the kids he never changed diapers never got up at night and I was bitter and resentful and instead of handling it in a healthy way and talking about it or trying to work on it you know I would just get mad because he wasn't doing what I thought he should do and then it just it would just grow and grow and grow and and so we kind of became I felt like somebody that was trapped mm-hmm. in this life that I really wanted, but I felt, I felt like I was there alone in it. I wanted to be a wife. I wanted to be a mother. I had a great job that I really enjoyed. Um, and I was, I was content and happy in my life, but I wanted him to want the same thing and, and feel the same way. And when he didn't, you know, I mean, I didn't handle it well. I mean, I was just angry and, so well, I was an extremely selfish person, and like you said, you know, I remember I actually remember you saying that a few times. And that that would just make me angry, and I was like, "Well, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting up at four thirty in the morning and being at work at six and working till two thirty and coming, you know." But it just, I just, I was. Did not... y'all hear that? He worked from six to two thirty. <laughs> Six to two thirty, and then that all was, I heard yeah. was how. Yeah, he thought that was like really putting in some hours. I, you know, oh my goodness, how much would you give? <laughs> how much? Oh goodness, would you give? I mean, like they're they're in a numerical value that I could place on the desire to work from six to two thirty. Man, I would love it. I'm sorry, my cat is over here freaking going nuts. I don't know what the deal is, but. Anyway, so he, um, we, we, you know, we were having these, these issues that, that really nobody knew about. Um, and so he pr- proceeded to pull away and kind of start hanging out with high school buddies again and, and going to the gym and staying at the gym for three, four hours a day and, or going and hanging out over his mom's and eating supper at his mom's and like us here. You know, me, me on the front lines here with the kids and working and going to school and, you know, doing all the things. And, and um, it, just, it just led to a really toxic environment. And so most of you that know Mike and for the, the ones of you that don't, his personality has always been um, he wants everybody to like him. He, he, um, he's always been like the nice guy. 
And so anybody that he was around is is who he would become like. And I've used this example several times is that he was never the thermostat. He was always the temperature, if that makes sense. If the thermostat was set to hot, then he was hot. But if the thermostat was set to cold, then he was cold. So like whatever he was around, if he was around good, he was good. If he was around bad, he was bad. So his first job out of, um, and I, I, I kind of, I err to a fault the other direction. You know, I've always been, I am who I am and that's who I am. And I'm not a conformer. I'm not this, I'm not that. And it kind of, you like it or you don't kind of girl. And I am one of, I think one of my best qualities is the fact that I am ridiculously stubborn. And I mean that in the way that I am. I am ridiculously stubborn. I'll I'll say that. But I am fierce about the people that I care about. And once I care about you, once I decide that you are my people, it it doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. Like, you are my people. We can get mad at each other. You ain't getting rid of me. I will be there, (laughs) hell or high water, no matter what. Even if you don't like it. Like, even if you don't like it. It just, that's how it is. Um. So, let's see. Where where do I want to start with that, Mike? I guess like your first job. He he got a job with a a, a man of very questionable character, um, and so in a very short. Yeah, you're talking time, about your first job with as an occupational therapy assistant. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the man, the man that he worked for, his very first job out of OTA school, um, was a very um very not good person um had zero respect for families especially wives he really had an issue with women um he's very narcissistic i'll say that and so he encouraged a lot of things that happened and like i said at that time mike was not his own man he was whoever's man he was around and it it led to a very destructive path. Um, we, um, about five months, five months into that job, I mean, it, it wasn't even long. Um, we ended up, uh, we filed for divorce and, it, you know, we were just, we were done. I mean, it was, it was horrible and I was devastated. And like I said, that part of that comes from, you know, I'm a fighter, I'm a, I'm a, I'm your ride or die always. And so even though I was very, very hurt, you know, he was my person. He was my person. And I just, it's, it's hard for me to ever back down once I commit to something. Friends, family, whoever. I mean, that's just, that's just how I am. Um, so that was, that was, that was really hard for me. Um, and especially dealing with, the fact that, um, like I had said, we, you know, we had this image of being this perfect couple. And so when everything happened and everything came out, you know, all the girls I worked with, they were so blown away because I mean, the mock that they knew, you know, was Prince Charming, <laughs> you know, and mm. Prince Charming would never, ever do these things. And so it was, that's when my life really began to change. Um, that, that took, um, 
I, I took a uh, a very long, slow, painful journey, and it started with with this sequence of events. Anyway, I think that that is probably a good place to kind of pause and catch our breath, and we'll pick that back up in a few minutes. Sounds good. The smell of your perfume is floating down the stairs. You're fixing up your hair like you do. I know that I'll be a mess the second that I see you. You won't be surprised. It happens every time. It's nothing new. So, okay, we're back for the second half. Remind me, babe, before this is over with, to tell the story about that song, but we're not quite there yet. Oh, yes. Okay. That was for, so, that was for you, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, that was actually really sweet. Anyway, so, um, back to everything. So, um, I know that, you know, we have talked about, you know, not everybody believes the way that we do, and, and we respect wholeheartedly everybody's uh right to believe how they want to believe and um in the same respect hope that that the same uh grace and acceptance and love is also applied to us because it you know i know everybody's everybody's belief system means a lot to them and they know why it does and they you know everybody has to have something that they cling to when things are hard or you know, everybody has to have something that they believe in, um, something. And for us, I, I mean, obviously we, we, I mean, we, we're a Christian family. Um, we are, we are Baptist, um, by religious organization, but I have always been one that I'm not, I'm not extremely dependent on organized religion. We do attend, um, a church, a local church where we have people that we fellowship with and that we can count on. Like, um, for some of you don't know, my sister-in-law was recently diagnosed with, um, stage three Mm -hmm. breast cancer. And I'm telling you, I mean, this, this community of people, I mean, we have, we have always been blessed with, with a tremendous village. You know, you always hear it takes a village, man, we got one. We always have. I mean, we, we always have, and I do not take that for granted. Um, you know, these people are coming and helping. They're, they're moving. The, my sister-in-law, her and her, my brother, they live next door. They're moving. They just bought a house and before she was diagnosed. And she, um, they, you know, we've got people that are volunteering to paint. We've got people that are um, coming over and helping to move. Yeah, so anyway, so we've got this incredible village of people. Um, they're coming and helping her paint. They're helping us pack them up and move in. People asking, can, uh, we, she, she doesn't have to cook a meal until the end of May 
because um, she, somebody signed her up for this thing called Meal Train, and people are, I mean, they're just bringing food and taking care of them and loving on them and loving on us, and I mean, it just, if, if you don't have a group of people, everybody needs, everybody needs a village, and we've, we've got a great one, and our military village, you know, I mean, we just, we've just always been extremely blessed. Um, but when Mike and I were going through, um, this very, very difficult time, I leaned on family members and, you know, members of our local church and I've never felt safer and more loved in all of my life. And, and those people will never know what that meant to me. And a lot of times I think a lot of people, and and I, I'll admit it sometimes, actually a lot of times in organized religion, people are very judgmental about mistakes and, you know, things that bring shame to people or things that are, things that are hard, you know, and I, I've always heard that, you know, a lot of times Christians are the only army in the world that shoot their own members, and sadly, sometimes that, that is true, Um but that was not my experience. Um, you know, Mike had done a lot of things. There, there was, there was a lot that it was just, it was just a really, really hard time. And it, it wasn't just any one thing. There, there was a lot of things that came to light that, you know, it was just, it was very scandalous, especially in a small town. It was everybody knew, like everybody knew. And I'll say these people loved on us loved on Mike, never turned their backs on him, welcomed him back with open arms um, when he had a, had a change, when there was a change in his life. Um, and yeah, I forever, didn't deserve it. Did not I deserve will forever, it. forever be thankful for so many, so many things about that. And um, mm-hmm. I'll say this and I'll move on from, from this area, but um my dad has a, a truck and he has a tag on the front of his truck that says if um, if there was a a trial and you were on trial, would there be enough evidence to convict you for being a Christian? And a lot of times I think that mine would be a very, very swift trial with an acquittal because I often feel like the world's worst one. Um, but I'm thankful that what I believe to be the truth that is that it never ever depends on me or my feeble strength and I'm just I'm thankful and my life changed at that time and Mike's life changed and and we've never been the same since and so a lot of um a lot of people ask why you know that we stayed together that we stayed married um why I gave him more chances and you know, how we ended up where we are, because honestly, I never want to portray the image that we are perfect because we are so, so far from it. And we, we, we argue y'all, we have, we have hard words towards each other. We swell up and pout at each other. Um, you know, we have disagreements about how we should spend money about how we should parent our children or, you know, decisions on our future, like, you know, um, investments or business ideas or anything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, like we're, we're just regular people, but the thing I think that sets us apart at this stage in the game is that 
you know, both of us realize that we are both bad people. I mean, honestly, Sabrina is a bad girl. <laughs> she is. She's she's not a very good person. And I'm so thankful that I do not have to be a perfect person um, yeah. to feel like I deserve love or acceptance or to be accepted. And that is, that's what has kind of cemented us is that it, it's not about us and it's not about, um, it, it's not even about our kids, even though that's a, that's a big thing. You know, that's a, that's a real big thing. Obviously, you know, I think most people that are faced with separating or divorcing, you know, if you have children, the first thing that comes to your mind is obviously your kids. Um, and, you know, everybody's story doesn't, doesn't work out. And I, I realize that. And I know that, that we are, we are very lucky. We're very, very blessed. Yeah. Thankful and, for it. Yes, we are. We, we're both extremely thankful for it and better people for it. And our kids have better mom, better mama and better daddy because of what we went through and i was so that's why that's why we ain't gonna judge you that's <laughs> anybody you that ever has any kind of issue going on in their life i'm telling you it i've always kind of been a bleeding heart kind of person but that experience of having everything on my life everything in my life everything on my heart laid bare for the entire world to see and to have to pick up the pieces and try to put it back together in in a public light you know i i have become kind of the go-to girl and i truly i'm so honored you know when people come to me and i people come to me all the time and tell me you know things that they feel like they can't tell other people or that they're ashamed and that's one thing we've told so, so many of our friends like if you got something in your life like where are you people <laughs> where are you people yeah. There is nothing, literally nothing, that you can tell us that we have probably not experienced and and had to deal with. And so we're 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 never going to elicit a judgmental response. And it has made us more loving people. And um, well, I mean, you know, honestly, it's no different. You know, some of the prior podcasts that has been talked about, especially like with veterans you know, going through hard times and um, are thinking about taking that action towards a terrible, terrible um, choice to maybe end their life or, 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 you know, just to do something that don't need to be done. I mean, it's even been mentioned, you know, reach out to someone, uh, get that counseling that you need, the right counseling. There, You know, there's certain counseling that's good for some and then not for some. But I mean, just like it's yeah, been said, you know, reach out to the local church or, but that's where we re- reached out to at that time of chaos within our marriage and within our life, we reached out to the, our faith and it just, it just happened to work. I mean, that's what works and it's worked ever since then. Uh, like you're saying, uh, nothing's perfect, but at the same time, but it, it sure happen. has been, oh, but it but sure we, has been good. We, you know, it took the pressure off of me and him, I'm sure, to understand that, you know, we didn't have to maintain this facade that wasn't real. And now we're just like, I mean, we're just, we're just real. I mean, we're just, we're just very real. So, so, I mean, like, if you come up to me on, on a, on a certain day, I'm going to tell you why he pissed me off that morning. And the fact that I had to call him and apologize to him 
on the way to work or the way I talked to him before I left because Vice versa. it was not very nice. It was not very nice. But, I mean, it's just we're just straight up with each other now. And um, and also, I'll say this. I, I think I've said this once before, but I'll elaborate on it. Um, I stopped expecting him to be everything in my life. Um, and that has opened the door for me to have relationships with people in for different things. You know, I mean, you can't expect to lay everything on one person and expect them to meet every single need that you have and, and, and fill every void in your life. I mean, it's just not realistic. It's not no. realistic. Because eventually mean, that gonna, person is going to fail somewhere. They're yes, going to fail. <laughs> if you have, and I did, I had him up on such a pedestal that, man, it was a hard fall. It was a long way down. And oh, you know, I, I had expectations that I wanted him to do all these things. And I'm telling you, I've just, I have been so blessed with people that have come through and showed up very unexpectedly in so many areas of my life that have, have met needs that I didn't even really know that I had, you know, that I needed, I needed a buddy for this. I needed somebody to go to the gym with me. I need, you know, because we do not work out good together. For those of you who remember us in Germany, it is bad. <laughs> We're trying to we get do there. not work out good together. We Maybe don't. One day. No. I'm saying no. <laughs> I'm telling you right now on this podcast, well, happening. I just thought you could do that 350 pound on squat. I didn't know yeah. what the problem was. And I'm sorry, but like it is okay. So I go to Planet Fitness because I don't like people like my husband in the that's gym. No he, is the, he is the he is the wonk <laughs> that's up there making the faces in front of the mirror and like flexing and checking himself out. Oh, I don't and do I'm gonna that, go over there. Yeah. I thought it was swing. No, yes, I'm a screamer. Did. I'm a screamer, baby. Stop. Oh, my God. What movie is that? It was, Ron, is Ron, it was Ron White. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Blue yeah. collar comedy tour. No. I'm a screamer, baby. What can I say? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's just a real character in the gym and I don't I don't like I don't like Jim Mike I'm just gonna tell y'all I don't like Jim Mike so I stay away from Jim Mike <laughs> and I have I have girls I have girls I work out and actually I have um a, a younger guy that that works out he doesn't work out with me because this kid he's like he's just the most respectful kid I mean, he looks like a freaking NFL linebacker. And there's some shady folks <laughs> that go to the two on Mississippi Planet Fitness. I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, there are some shady, shady folks. And so my young guy friend, he kind of hovers. He calls me Miss Stamper, which makes me feel very old, but he does. Um, so <laughs> I think he's like 26. He's, he's young. Enough. Yeah. So anyway, so he, he walks up and he like he's quick to point out um the the weirdos around and so he just kind of hovers around and in his words in case I need him to bounce <laughs> so I've got like a personal bodyguard <laughs> and he's like I'm just gonna be over here in case you need me to bounce um but you know I mean I've, I've got like all these different relationships in my life that are um that are great and and I mean like Mike feels the important places, the the places that other people can't or shouldn't or won't, you know, I mean, 
he's he's that he gets the special void in my life but then I have like my my hobbies and my interests and I've got a girl that she's the one I call if I just need to just vent or cry or or whatever she's my girl she's my hot girl and then I've got I've got a girl that she's the one that's always encouraging me and building me up I mean just things like that so that's that's one of the ways that I've changed a whole lot since we've been back together is um, and we, we, I'll say this, we never filed, we, we never actually went through with the divorce. We filed for divorce. We never actually went through with it. Um, but we did get remarried. Um, we got, we had a ceremony and made new vows yes. and with realistic expectations. And both of us, you know, we were, we were babies when we got married. And so I didn't understand, honestly, and I, I'm certain he didn't, you know, what we were promising to each other. And so we had different vows with different set of understanding you know that, that's why i picked the song and, Bro- broken together because yeah. i mean it explains it within that song we we were able to come together broken and be able to say we are not these people like we tried to portray in front of everybody else we are people that are a mess in certain ways and you know what we're going to come together like that and and we're going to you know build off of that and continue and just work on each other um, work on ourselves and it was it's just so much more expectations. Sim- yeah. it's so much simpler that realistic yeah. expectations and I'll say you know, I've, I've told this story several times I don't know if I've told it on here um, Mike stop me if I have when we went to uh, Pisa that one summer you know he was always so disillusioned with me because he would plan these really corny and grandiose things that he, in his mind was like, I mean, it should be, somebody should be hopping out of the woods with a camera and get it on film because it should have been on movie. I wrote that poem on CQ, <laughs> by the way. I wrote that so, poem on CQ. Don't get ahead of me. So he writes a poem. I got to find that poem. I got to find it. It's up in that box, up in the attic with all our stuff. Anyway, he writes a poem. Mike Stamper wrote a poem and <laughs> he saved it. He saved it for, for a real special occasion. So we walk up. I, I I was a lot thicker girl when we lived in Germany and I was not um I was not as as like fit cardiovascular wise <laughs> when we lived in Germany. So, um, anyways, we, we walk up how, I don't even know how many steps it was. It was a ridiculous amount of steps to go up to the top of the leaning tower of Pisa. So I'm winded. I mean, I'm trying to catch my breath. Well, then, you know, Mr. Army fella, you know, I mean, he's, he's super fit and he's all practically like running laps at the top of it. And I'm over there dying, trying to catch my breath. He comes up to me and he's like, he's like, I got something for you. So he, I'm sitting there, and he he reads reads me this poem, and I was like, "Oh, babe, that was sweet, that was sweet." Well, he swelled up, and I didn't know what was wrong. I was like, "What happened?" Well, he pouted for I don't know how long. He pouted, and yeah. finally he told me that he was upset that I had not had a a bigger reaction to the poem that he had written me on and pressed me on top of the land entire piece. And so in this moment, we were having an intense moment of fellowship over the poem. And 
I said, <laughs> you know, freaking out, let's go back up there. We'll climb that daggum tower. We'll go back up there and I will leap to my death because that was the best thing I've ever heard in life. I ain't never going to get no better than this. So I want to end it right here. Is that what you wanted? That's right. That's right. Respect <laughs> the poem on top he of wanted, the I don't know what he wanted. I don't know what he wanted, but that I mean, that was his expectations of me, was that every gesture he made, I would, like, faint with delight. That's right. I mean, That's right. Casanova so, I mean, style. He had That's ridiculous right. expectations of me. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so, anyway. I just want to rewind. I, I'm going to bring back the redneck uh, word I just used earlier, simpler. So there's your redneck word if anybody's looking for it. Uh, I don't even think that's that's not even simpler. Simplified. Simpler is a word. I don't know yeah. if it is or not. Don't start bringing up grammar like because that is not your strong point, Han. He is, he is real good like at a lot of things, but grammar is not one of them. Simpler. <laughs> Just because you said it with a country accent did not make it not a word. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, anyways, um, so where where are we timeline wise? So we um we got back together. We, yeah, and we're so... we're we're real people, and we we've been a mess, and and we are relieved, and life is good. Life is good. Well, yeah. we, we truck along uh, about a year out, yeah. and I'm telling y'all, it was divine. I don't know, I don't know how it happened. Like, I do not, the doctors don't, I do not know how it happened. It, it should have been impossible. But yeah. then I find out. Well, man, we were doing stuff. But yeah, I was, you're right. Mike, geez, he's 12. <laughs> you're 12. <laughs> you're 12 years old. I mean, you're 12. Okay, so anyway, oh, I, I got pregnant Good with Asa, with our third child, and I mm. was devastated. Oh, my gosh. I'm ashamed to even say how, how devastated I was. I'm so embarrassed of that now, but it's the truth. I was. I cried for five months. I mean, I, I, was, I was devastated, and all I could think about was I was still very unsure of the stability of our relationship, and I knew how hard it was to be a single mom with two kids. Um, and I, you know, I was thinking, you know, there's a possibility here that I'm going to be a single mom with three. And so I was, you know, it was, it was a lot of like, I, I hate to even use this word, but like, like PTSD for me. I mean, it was, it was a bad, bad place. And I was scared and, you know, he had not been good with our other babies. I mean, he, he wasn't, he, he didn't help. I mean, he didn't do anything. And so after Asa was born, you know, I kind of had a little tip on my shoulder, like coming home from the hospital, like anxiety and worrying. And I say with zero hesitation that this man has been a completely different father. Um, and I wish I'd had him the whole time. But <laughs> if I had to sacrifice to get this daddy, then whatever. He's He's been an incredible father to, to all three of them. But... He was, he was an amazing newborn dad to Asa. And that was probably Germany um, and probably the, the year that Asa was born is some of my most cherished times in my life. I didn't get a maternity leave with our 
oldest two kids. Um, I was in school when Eve was born. I went back to school when she was eight days old. Um, and then I had an emergency C-section with Titus, and I I went back. He was 11 days old when I went back to work. And I cleaned teeth standing up for weeks because I, I couldn't sit down and bend over. And it, we just we just always had that that press and you know it's just it's always just been bad timing and you know somebody mm. got to work somebody got to pay the bills and he was in school both times and or he was in school with uh Titus I was in school with Eve um so he was the only one working and so I got an eight-week maternity leave with my with my final yes. baby and it was it was it was incredible I enjoyed it so much and my big kids very- were calm and happy baby yes also it i'm telling you he was he was a reward i'm telling you i'll never not believe that it, he was a reward for for sticking it out he has been the he's been the best thing um I'm, I'm so thankful and i'm i'm so ashamed to say how much i cried i even told him that but you know god knew he knew Good. so um anyway so we've got our three children and um Let's see. What what else? What else? Well, went back to school. You know, had the opportunity to go back to school. That was a biggie. That was a yeah, big, uh, big time on our, um, on our family during that time because yeah, we were gone every third weekend. Did the accelerated program? We've we've told all that. Let's let's talk mm-hmm. about. Let's kind of speed it up and talk about like now. Like what's what's going on like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, well, we got a lot of stuff going on right yeah, now. Yeah. So so now. Um, life is, is, is wild. It, it's absolutely wild. And I, like I said, I would give anything to have a time period where we were bored and Boredom. wondering what we were going to do. Nice. <laughs> um, but we, we are helping a lot of people right now do a lot of things that are pressing and urgent. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I'm, I'm honored that, that people want and need our help. And so it's just it's just a busy season. I know a lot of people at this stage of their kids' lives, you know, it's just a busy season. Um, we're in the process of trying to build a house, which is something that I have wanted to do um, my entire life. Um, it's just a dream that I've always had. And so we we bought 13 acres of land um, just right outside city limits and picked out a spot. They've been clearing, clearing the spot. It's, y'all, it's beautiful. And so if any of y'all, like, come through this way y'all come stay with us we're gonna have room for y'all we ain't got room for you right now but we're gonna have room for y'all give us about um, a year yeah but you know i didn't even tell you this i was talking to amanda gill the other day and the gills are, are crashing with us on the way back from the beach and <laughs> yeah i told him i said i said we may be in a shop we may be in a 1200 square foot shop or we may be in this house. I was like, I mean, it's cold. And, and Amanda was like, you know, we got an air mattress. I said, yeah, so do we. That's, that's cool. That's right. <laughs> so they're crashing with us. Blow all it up. Time, so I'm pumped about that. Um, we'll show y'all around big city life. Y'all just oh, yeah. get ready. <laughs> that's right. You got to go an hour to get there. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway. we, do, we got a lot going on. Trying to build a house, or trying to get ready to build a house. Uh, and then we, we got to sell this house. And we got your, well, we got Samantha. Yeah, we're not ready to sell yet. We, we got to get we, ready. We started, we started um, making plans. We got in, got in line with contractors to build this house. Um, 
and in 2019 we were supposed to start that september and then hurricane sally happened and lumber prices went through the ceiling so our builders advised us to wait till the spring after everything on the coast had kind of been rebuilt and you know the demand would go down and so that's what we did that was september of 2019 well surprise february of 2020 covid happened covid COVID happened and change of uh, job titles it just, it just it's on. just been, i mean y'all know i mean it's been wild since 2020 wild. the prices of everything are are ridiculous and so we we just kept bumping it and kept bumping it but hopefully we're kind of waiting on them now we're 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 starting so um we're going to build a shop and live in the shop while the house is being built it's it's only gonna have one bathroom so i'm not real excited about that but <laughs> gonna be very interesting yeah we'll have but, to come up with know, a schedule I'm just gonna say, my daughter and me are not the problem. These boys are the problem. <laughs> so just there's that. Um, Mike we'll takes longer to get ready than than I do. Those of y'all that knew him back then, he has not changed. I doubt that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're out in the middle of that, and then we're going to do. Um, well, we got the thing going on with Samantha, our sister-in-law. Yeah, um, my, my sister-in-law is, you know, she's, she's in the sick, middle of treatments, so. We're doing chemo with her, and, you know, and then she'll have surgery and all the things, and. Um, Got the beach trip in about two and a half weeks. Looking forward to that, though. We're going, yeah, we're going to the beach with my my brother and his wife and their three children and our three children. Um, so, life's just going to get wild right here leading up to our beach trip, and I'm so, I'm so happy about Beach trip. Here. And I haven't told you this either, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we're going, uh, some of the girls I work with, we're doing a girls' trip two weeks after our, this beach trip. And then three Man. weeks after that, yeah, we're going to see Jessica. You got, it, you got it made there. So you're going yeah, to South gotta, Carolina. Yeah, I got to figure out, like, which kidney I'm going to sell to pay for all this stuff. But, you know, <laughs> it, so it'll work the, out. You got the beach. Which, by the way, is the same place, not identical, but in the same vicinity uh, as the June trip. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm, so I'm pumped I, about that. I, I cannot oh, wait. Very pumped. I have, oh, the man, June I trip? Enjoyed. Yeah. Listen, I'm so Dougie excited. Fresh, the little brother I never had, is going to supposed to be there. Shout out to Dougie Fresh. You got KJ and Tyree coming. We got the. We got Ten Slip going to be there. You got Peeps. Hopefully, get out on that boat and uh, Caldwell, catch some Humphreys, fish. Yeah, um, and Tessa Griff, and Meat. Yeah, Griff and his wife, Cat and Meat and uh, Tessa and Fred. Sergeant Gill, Amanda the Gill, the three little. I can't bumpkins. even remember who all's coming. The Walkers, Sizemore, yes, um, Sizzle Mizzle, and then you I got some uh, of y'all. Some of y'all, I have never got gotten the pleasures of meeting y'all's wives and y'all should just go ahead and prepare them that we're going to be best friends so just go ahead and let them know that um and i'm a hugger so any of y'all that are uncomfortable with that you need to you know shoot me a message so i'll know but because i'm a hugger that's right um i don't know anybody else that decides they want to come uh june what is it june 17th june 18th what is it something like june that set, we get there june 17th so it's from june 17th through june 22nd some are not going to be able to say the whole time, but 
the majority will, and the ones yeah. that's not going to get to say the whole time, we're going to make the best of it while you're there. Yeah, so we're going to we're oh, make it man. big. We're going to do it big. And King, I can't believe we, I forgot yes. to mention him. Yeah, he's been King. one of the biggest planners. Y'all, yeah. I don't think anybody realizes how much King's actually putting into it. So I'm going to throw a shout out to you, brother. Uh, I appreciate all that you're doing yeah. because yeah. I can see it. And um, thanks for all that you put into it, too. So, man, I, I can't wait. I know uh, Love's going to be there with his daughter. It's going to be great. I'm telling you, it's just, uh, this is amazing. This is going to come together. Yeah, I can't, and... I can't wait. Man, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I'm going I'm to squeeze y'all. I'm going to squeeze y'all. <laughs> I'm so we're going to get some seafood, and yeah. we're going uh, to throw down. So, uh, y'all just get ready. We got that big first night plan. Can't wait for that. So, all types of surprises within the trip. Hey, and those of y'all, let me tell y'all, those of y'all that are not used to the Florida sun, you better get in a tan and better lay outside before yes. you come because you're going to get, gonna you get Get yeah. you a base. Just saying. Just saying. Y'all West Coasters, y'all West Coasters are probably okay, but you know, I'm saying you like I don't know. Middle, it may be different. Middle America folk, y'all need to be, you know, exposing yourself. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's gonna be great. And yeah. You know so what? this has been so. This has been so freaking fun. Like I've been, I've enjoyed it, man. I've enjoyed talking to to Tyree and catching up with him, and oh, I can't wait and just kind of going over. KJ? Yeah, just kind of going over the the details of our life, and I mean, I as as I kind of reflect over all the things that we talked about, we've had we we've had a great life. If if I if I don't live another year, I we have had a freaking great life. We really <laughs> have. I hope I do. I hope I That's do. Right. But I mean, like, no regrets, none, hey. zero. Hey, it only gets better. So, and I will say this: even though you could go down to the beach. In Destin on 30A by yourself and have an outstanding time. But it's always better together. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah, better together. <laughs> there you go. That's right. On a flat bottom metal boat, Coke cans and BB guns, barbed wire and old fence posts. Eight point bucks in autumn and freshly cut cornfields. One arm out the window and one hand on the wheel. Some things just go better together and probably always will. Like a cup of coffee and a sunrise. Sunday drives and time to kill. What's the point of this old guitar? If it ain't got no strings Or pouring your heart into a song That you ain't gonna sing It's a match made up in heaven Like good old boys and beer